0: Hello and welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues, services, and activities of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and our guests today are Jennifer Canerick and Patricia Rohrer. They're here to discuss a new program for county older adults called NV Rides. But first, a little bit about them before we get into the NV Rides program. Jennifer is the uh, the manager of the program, holds an MSW in management and community practice from University of Tennessee. Go volunteers with a uh, concentration in geront- gerontology, if I can say that correctly. Before joining NV Rides, she worked for the Jewish Community Center of Northern Virginia, where she created programs to connect people of all ages to the center. Patricia is Fairfax County's long-term care program developer and vil- uh, village. Liaison. She helps groups develop services like aging in place villages, older adult ministries, and volunteer driver transportation programs. Also provides staff support to the Fairfax Area Long-Term Care Coordinating Council. She earned an MSW at Temple University and has over 20 years of experience in developing uh, programs for older adults. So uh, two well-qualified uh, individuals to be here with us on the Fairfax 50-plus podcast to talk about NV Rides. So uh, thanks both of you for uh, for being here with us. Uh, we're talking about NV Rides, but I guess before we get into the specifics of what in the world that is, um, it's a pro- it, it's the problem of older adults, I guess, that we're going to be talking about in general, and older adults who are no longer able to drive, which I'm assuming is a problem, a growing population and, and not driving. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Yes, it is definitely a growing population. And across America, there's uh, currently individuals over the age of 70 at the rate of 1 million a year are hanging up their car keys due to age-related challenges. And in Fairfax County alone, our 70-plus uh, population is growing by 88%. So we have a huge uh, increase in the population and then an increase of individuals that are no longer driving. So then they become dependent on others to get them to the doctor, grocery bank, uh, worship services, social activities, et cetera. Right. And it was an interesting study done by the National Council on Aging of older adults that are not driving, and they found that they're making 15% fewer doctor visits fewer grocery and restaurant visits, and 56% fewer visits to their relatives, social events, or houses of worship. Mm. So you can see the impact is they can become socially isolated, their health can go down, uh, nutrition and depression, and then oftentimes their family members don't live around them anymore. In our society today, oftentimes kids live in California and their parents live (laughs) on the East Coast, so they don't have readily available family members to transport them to their um, medical appointments. Right, where, they need, version, which is where yeah. they need to get. Just where they need to get. So it's a growing problem.
0: Well, it sounds like several problems. I mean, not only would you have an older adult behind the car who maybe shouldn't be because they don't have other resources, but then you you mentioned just the health, the social implications of not being able to go places maybe not being able to get to the grocery store and buy the healthy food that they need. So, I mean, it's it's one thing leads to another and another and another. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are there um, are there groups that can help with this to, to get folks to where they need to be?
1: Yes, there are a number of programs that the county runs, such as discount taxi, you know, voucher programs. And there's a fast trans service uh, to some um places in the county that older adults qualify for, as well as metro access. But some, for some folks, they don't meet the qualifications for these types of public services. And so they really do uh, rely on somebody to drive them somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so in Fairfax County, we're just really fortunate to have 11 community-based volunteer driver programs oh, wow. in our county. Now, that doesn't mean the whole county is covered. There are some areas where most of these programs have a region or, or a, a geographic area that they cover. So we have some areas that are uncovered. And those that operate there are doing fabulous jobs, but they're not still meeting the need. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, can you can you highlight some of these groups? I mean, kind of who are they and are there like specific um, like specializations or areas that they, they – uh, they cover not only geographic mm-hmm. but clientele. I guess is what I'm asking.
1: Well, these groups all would serve older adults, and generally they say folks over the age of 55 who can no longer drive or who's no longer comfortable driving uh, themselves somewhere. Uh, and it's they're generally free. Of, I think all of them are virtually free of charge. So you just you know make a phone call to mm-hmm. an organization in your neighborhood. Many of them are faith-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, And some uh, grow out of uh, what are called aging-in-place villages. This is where neighbors primarily between the ages of 65 and 75 in a particular neighborhood will decide they want to live there for the rest of their lives and then Mm. figure out what they need. And Mm -hmm. transportation is always their biggest concern. So they will develop volunteer driver pools where an individual will drive someone to where they need to go in Mm -hmm. their car
0: Mm
1: in a coordinated fashion.
0: Right. I mean, is there any history or any knowledge about – I mean – it doesn't seem like a program that I would have thought about there would have been a need for. So how did somebody say, let's start this program? Did it just come about because somebody in the church said, I need a ride, and this faith-based group started a program? I mean, do you have any idea how, how these these groups offering rides came into existence?
1: Well, I think for some of them, there was a recognition they did realize that older adults in their congregations weren't able to get around. And so they did need rides. Um, I think also that there's been a lot of research and a lot of information about older adults. And I think the information, people realized it was a need. And they also mm-hmm. had folks that were willing to volunteer. So um, the, one of the programs that we are fortunate to have is called the Shepherd Center. And this is a model that's um, a national model, but we have five of them here in the county. Mm-hmm. And so there's a whole model that was set up by, um, originally it was a Methodist church, but now it's across all faiths and mm-hmm. denominations, came up with a model where Houses of Worship w- would work together within a particular region and collaborate mm. and, um, you know, send volunteers and money so they could set up this program and, mm. and coordinate, mm-hmm. the, coordinate the drivers.
0: It, as, as awesome and great as this sounds, we've got people helping people in their community, faith-based groups to others that have come together to try to solve a problem. I'm, I'm imagining that there are problems operating this kind of thing because— you probably have right. more people needing a ride than maybe you've got people that can give a ride. Yeah,
1: there's there's problems solving the problem. Right. <laughs> these organizations, right. and you're exactly right. There's uh, many of the organizations are having difficulty filling all the ride requests, hmm. and I think it's primarily because they're volunteer based and they don't have a lot of money. So they might be, they might have a part-time staff person in some cases, a full-time, but not enough. Uh, money to really um have the staff to, you know, fill fill the need. And also mm-hmm. they don't have the money to pay for, you know, background checks in some cases, really good oh, wow. background checks. And that's really that. important to make sure that the, the driver is, you know, not a criminal or or hasn't had a zillion auto accidents. You know, this is all clear can be hmm. cleared but you have to pay for it. And also many of them were uh coordinating the rides through, you know, um, little sticky notes or tablets or, you know, <laughs> right. spreadsheets, very like homeschool. Right. They're a uh, little personal system. Yeah. <laughs> non you know, non technical ways. Right. And so there are some really good software programs available that will make it easy to coordinate huh. you know rides and make the matches right. and keep the data available for future rides. However, there's a price tag to those
0: right. Right. So, so
1: I would say it's really resources and money that has uh, made it difficult for them to meet the need. Uh, resources, meaning also not resources to re- to sure, recruit well sure, enough, sure. and then in some cases they they wished that when they couldn't fill a ride that maybe they could very easily reach out to another organization, but there hasn't been hadn't been much coordination among oh, these groups. See, yeah. So Each that one doing gee, their if own I thing. can't fill a ride, maybe this other organization would yeah. be able to. In this case, and, and vice versa. Okay. To kind of leverage. Sure. Across.
0: Sure. Yeah. Is is that where? Jennifer Northern or NV? I'm assuming NV stands for Northern Virginia. I maybe shouldn't mm-hmm. do that. But is that what NV Rides is established for? Kind of to create it to help solve some of these problems? Exactly.
2: So uh-huh. NV Rides was created as a um, the first step to solving some of these problems. Hmm. Um, so what NV Rides is is a network of these community-based organizations who hmm. have volunteer transportation programs or who would like to start a volunteer transportation program. And so what Envy Rides is doing is we're helping uh, build capacity in a lot of these programs by networking the organizations together um, so that there's more coordination, which we feel will increase the efficiency of some of these programs. And so how NV Rides works is we work with the organizations and we provide them for pretty much four things. Patricia talked a little bit about how there are some uh, ride scheduling. There are softwares available to help, uh, you know, um, help with the efficiency of mm-hmm. booking rides. So what we're doing is with which e- which with each organization that joins NV Rides, we are able to supply them with a ride scheduling software. It's mm-hmm. actually called Ride Scheduler. And what this does is it helps the rides coordinators, the administrators, cut down on some of their administrative work because it empowers volunteers to actually create their own driving schedules. Volunteers who work with the organization actually get a login and a password, and so they're able to go onto the system and find um, people who need rides and make it work for them in that they can... You know, choose it according to their schedule right. and what's convenient for them. And so then it cuts down on some of the work for the rides coordinators who sure. are already stretched.
0: Not um, having to make phone calls or emails back exactly. and forth. Can you do a ride exactly. on the fifteenth? No, I can't do that. Exactly.
2: It, and it it really helps in that way. And then for, you know, it doesn't cut out the personal touch at all. I mean there's still that coordination between the between the coordinators and the You know, the volunteers, once they accept a ride, they'll call a client and say, you know, I've accepted your ride. I'm coming to pick you up on Wednesday morning Mm. and I'm going to take you to the doctor. So there's still that personal touch. It's not just all computerized. Um, And so that's pretty much, you know, the biggest Um, sort of benefit of being Mm -hmm. part of the Mm -hmm. network because if an organization had to have this program on their own, it would be very costly. Mm -hmm. Um, We have it as a bundle, so we're able to add as many organizations to the program as we would like. And so um, there's that part of it. Also, for the organizations that join, you know, because they're very volunteer-driven, in some cases, there's not even a professional. It's just completely volunteer-led. So we're offering marketing support Oh, wow. Envy um, Rides is myself and another staff person who does marketing and outreach. And so we're out in the community um, publicizing the work of these organizations who are part of Envy Rides. And not only publicizing the work of um, these organizations, but really increasing awareness for the need for volunteer driving as an option. There's a lot of options um, through the county, and, you know, but not every older adult is going to, like Patricia said, Is not every older adult is gonna qualify. Right. There is no income eligibility guidelines to be part of an mm-hmm. organization uh, who gives rides. And so we're out basically, you know, we want a lot of options out there for people to get around, and this mm-hmm. is one option, mm-hmm. the volunteer driving piece. The other part is background checks. When an organization oh. joins NV Rides, we will cover the cost of background checks for all of their volunteer drivers. Wow. Um, you know, we're dealing with a very vulnerable population, and so if you're going to be getting a ride from a volunteer, you want to know that they are, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a caregiver, and the individual wants to know that that person is completely vetted. And, uh, and the other part is just ongoing administrative support. Uh, you know, we're working with these organizations. Once we get them up and running with the software, we're able to help them with the tech support aspect of it um, and general sort of, you know, guide to best practices for those organizations who have not had a volunteer driving program mm-hmm. in the past. We're just helping them soup to nuts, get their program started, you know, give them ideas of Best practices and policies, and how to run the program, mm-hmm. um, and just that little extra support. Right. So that's pretty much Envy Rides. Yeah.
0: Well, it sounds like you're. It's it's kind of a package to make the whole process easier for everybody, the mm-hmm. organization and the rider, and then the volunteers, et cetera.
1: Mm-hmm. Can I just add uh, a little background before Envy Rides was started? the programs that Jennifer was describing are exactly what these community groups said they needed. So this was really a an effort to create something from the groups that were already providing programs that said what they needed and also organizations in existence who wanted to provide rights but hadn't begun the process yet said this is, you know, would be helpful to mm-hmm. them. So I just wanted to add that that, that they mm-hmm. really responded to the need and created or right. uh, designed a program for what the organizations felt they needed, okay. right?
2: I and see. also, you know, where we're sort of we're a new initiative. We're getting up and running. And we're working, you know, as we develop the program deeper and further, we're asking for Im- from input from mm-hmm. these organizations of what would um, help them run right. their programs more efficiently. We have started with these four pieces, but we want to go further and, you know, sure. really get the the need for the rides fulfilled.
0: Mm-hmm. We're on the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast talking with Jennifer Canerick and Patricia Rohr about NV Rides, which is a a network uh, offering uh, um, several major uh, benefits to organizations and riders, including the the scheduling assistant, uh, marketing support, uh, background checks for drivers, administrative support to these volunteer uh, agencies that are providing rides to older adults. And and I guess a couple of questions um, about getting involved. So, If I need to, I guess, arrange transportation for someone I know, an older adult, how would I do that? And then on the other side, is there a need for volunteers? And if there is, how do I volunteer to drive? So I guess a two-part question, and either one or both can can jump in and talk about that.
1: Well, I'll start by saying a good place for someone to start is to call the county's uh, adult and caregiver resource line, and that number is 703 324 7948, because they will uh, speak with you and give you the whole range of available options, including volunteer rides, should that hmm. be, uh,
2: you know, an option for the person. So I would recommend starting there.
0: Okay.
2: And, and, and volunteer? Uh, yeah. And then also, if you're interested in becoming a volunteer driver... Give NB Rides a call at 703-537-3071, and we can pair you with an organization that in your area that's convenient to you, and you can start giving rides.
0: Mm-hmm. What if, if I'm interested in being a volunteer driver, are there certain expectations or certain things I should be kind of prepared for or know?
2: Yes. So if you're a volunteer driver with any of the organizations that have programs, you would have to have... Um, You use your own car, and it's your own gas, so Mm -hmm. it's completely voluntary. Mm -hmm. Um, You would have to submit to a criminal background check. You would have to... Uh, provide proof of insurance, and an up-to-date driver's license. And that would be Uh pretty much what you would need to do in order to become a driver.
0: Okay. Can you repeat that telephone number again in case we're interested in volunteering?
2: 703-537-3071. Or you can check us out online, www.nv, as in Northern Virginia, rides.org. Okay. And if you or other individuals in your area
1: want to start a program, call that mm-hmm. number as mm-hmm.
0: well okay. and, uh, Hadn't thought about uh, that so there there so the county is not fully covered we need more groups as yes. well yes oh, okay are there any particular areas of the the county geographically or is it uh, pretty wide open where there's a there's a need
1: well there's a there's an, a big need in the Great Falls community there's hmm. a big need in the Route 1 corridor um there are two that stand yeah, out yeah. to but me, there's, but there's other pockets throughout the county that do not have a program operating in that area. And then, of course, where there's ones that exist, there's still a need for more mm-hmm. volunteers. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. We're, we're just about out of time, so kind of want to do the open mic. Uh, just anything we haven't asked you or anything else that um, you think about when we're talking about the program NV Rides or the, the problem of older adults – uh, and transportation. And, and I guess I have a question before I, I kind of uh, give the open mic to you. Uh, have, in your experience, it would seem to me that I don't want to give up driving my car. That's kind of a uh, an independence kind of thing. Is that an issue that a lot of the organizations face in people thinking they need to, to reach out to get a volunteer driver or is that just not an issue? Is it is like when you get to that point, you realize it. And so then you're just trying to find help or does that question make sense?
2: Well, you know, something I say to a lot of people that I that we talk to about this program is, you know, imagine when you were 16 years old and you got your driver's license. And what was it? It was your key to independence. Right. You were so excited. So can you imagine what it's like for an older adult who has to hang up those keys mm-hmm. and that lo- that loss of independence is so um it's a a big part of your life that you have to give up. Mm -hmm. And so the volunteer driving program model really is, I would say, a win-win situation for both the rider and the driver, for the volunteer driver as Mm -hmm. well as the client because, you know, when you're sometimes, you know, an older adult – um, it, their volunteer ride might be the only person that they really right, have contact right, with in, wow. that, in that week. And then it's such a, for the driver, it's such a nice uh, way to give back in that you get so much more than you give because, you know, there's conversations that mm-hmm. happen on the road. And mm-hmm. then these people really, the people who drive the, the older adults around, really, they become friends. And, you know, something else I want to say as well is that right now, a lot of the programs that we work with Um, are at capacity. And so a lot of them are just doing transportation to medical appointments and to the grocery store. But what we really want to see happen as we grow this program is for these organizations to be able to do social visits, to take people to church, to take them to see family members, because Mm. we know that, you know, social isolation is a big problem Mm. as people get older. And so we want to be able to um, you know, make sure that they're getting to do things that are enjoyable because getting older is not just about going to the doctor right, right. you know it's about getting out and seeing friends and right, being social right.
0: right.
1: And it's, very, it's really easy to volunteer. You don't have to give a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I'm actually a volunteer, and so I'm working full-time. So you can just okay, sign up, yeah, uh, get yeah. yourself cleared, and then you can, uh, when you have some available time, you can uh, you know, take someone on a ride. Now and again, you don't have to. It's not a huge commitment. Right. So if we could get more people throughout the county to just maybe once or twice a month take someone for That's a ride, point, yeah. it really would help uh, fill the need and build right. the capacity that Jennifer's talking right. about.
2: In many of these organizations, there's no sort of minimum time commitment for a volunteer. So that's where the software really comes into play because, you know, you can think, well, oh, my week's not so busy. Let me cruise online and see who needs a ride. And, okay, I have two hours. I can take so-and-so to the grocery Mm -hmm. store. I can take so-and-so to the hairdresser. Hairdressing appointments are huge, right, because that's something that if you feel good about yourself, you feel good.
0: And um, plenty of social opportunities at and the hairdresser. Pre- oh, exactly, yes. <laughs> All right.
2: Um, so, yeah.
0: All right. So any any time you can volunteer is great time. And, again, to do that, 703-537-3071 or go to nvrides.org online. Mm-hmm. Talking with uh, Jennifer Knerick and Patricia Rohr here on Fairfax 50+. And I know there's more we could cover, but unfortunately we're out of time. But just would encourage folks that uh, – It's a great opportunity to get involved at uh, very little time or uh, uh, cost commitment to them, and it would be a a great service to the community. So uh, hopefully you'll be getting some phone calls and some requests. And again, a good point Patricia made earlier, if your house of worship or community group uh, would like to start a program, Contact Envy Rides. So thanks to both of you for being with us on Fairfax 50+. You can find out more, again, about Envy Rides at EnvyRides.org or uh, call that 703-537-3071 number. Uh, If you want to get more information on county services, recreation for older adults, go to FairfaxCounty.gov slash olderadults. Or you can call 703-324-7948. And remember, when you're online at fairfaxcounty.gov slash older adults, uh, subscribe to the Golden Gazette newspaper and the Fairfax 50 Plus e-news. Thanks for listening to Fairfax 50 Plus, produced twice monthly by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.